we wanted to build a muzzleloader uh, here at, at Best of the West. And, um, but there was a couple challenges that we really wanted to take care of. One was the accuracy. I really wasn't satisfied with the accuracy that you typically get out of a, out of a muzzleloader. And the other thing is we wanted to do something something different in terms of the ignition, something more convenient, because that's part of the problem is, is you know, where, which pocket did I put my primers in, where did they go, or are they dry, and, you know, how, did, how, did, how does that all work? So we basically came up with kind of the inverse of the, of the, the Remington Ultimate in that um, it's, a, it's a solid brass primer. And, but what makes it different is you can load the magazine. So we're using this, it's a Remington footprint action. And then we've developed a, a magazine that feeds these primers. So you can load the, the magazine with these primers. And when you're ready to shoot, you just open the bolt, close it, and it puts a primer into the breech plug for you. So it keeps three of them there. You don't have to remember where they're at. Keeps the keeps most of the rain off of them and, and uh, the elements and that kind of thing. And it just does it just does make it a lot more convenient. No, just 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 to verify that the you know the, the turret's doing what it's supposed to do, the rifle's doing what it's supposed to do. Everything's good, and it's and honestly, it's fun. I mean, it's it's kind of fun to poke that far, especially with a smoke pole. You know, that's something that's doesn't happen very often. Welcome to the RNA Outdoors podcast, fueled by Ripcord Arrowrest and First Light Hunting Apparel. At RNA, we are public land DIY conservationists that love to share our passion for the outdoors. So join us and our team as we interview professionals in the industry to share insight knowledge that helps make hunters and anglers more successful. listeners, subscribers, and fellow outdoorsmen and women. This is your host, Lucas Paw, and I'm excited to tell you about some of the sponsors that continue to help make this podcast not only happen, but grow and thrive in this digital world of audio content. This podcast is brought to you by Ripcord Arrowrest, the bow hunter's number one fallaway rest on the market. Ripcord is known for 100% full-time arrow containment and their patented drop-dead brake system that eliminates launcher bounce back. Best of all, Ripcord is backed by their rock-solid guarantee. If the original owner has a part break for any reason, it will be repaired or replaced at no charge. And did I mention? Ripcord is located in southwest Montana, where all their products are made with pride in America. Check them out at ripcordrs.com and on their social media feeds. This podcast is brought to you by First Light Clothing and Hunting Apparel. Born in the Rockies in central Idaho, First Light's mission is to create simple yet proven versatile gear that provides comfort and performance in any situation while working to promote the pursuit of ethical hunting and stewardship. I recently joined the First Light Pro staff team and have continued to be impressed year after year in their innovations in engineering and merino wool fabrics. Ten years ago, they started putting out wool fabrics with camo patterns, and immediately this changed the game. Since then, 
They offer multiple layering systems and kits in various proprietary patterns and continue to raise the bar with their competition. Find them online at firstlight.com or under their social media feeds. Go farther, stay longer. All right, LP. You guys good? We are at the Salt Lake Show Sportsman's Expo. No. What is this called now? This is the Western Hunting Conservation Expo, I believe. Western Hunting Exposition. Ah, whatever. Not the exposition, but okay. (laughs) All right, we're here at the Best of the West booth here in Salt Lake City at the Western Hunt Expo. Um, Joined by Mr. Jason Quick of the NRA. Welcome back, Jason. Yeah, having fun. Talking about guns. So we've uh, we've actually done a podcast with Huskamaw in the past, Jim Sessions. We sat down with him a couple years ago uh, and talked about kind of the history of the company. We're fortunate here today to be with Landon Gines, who is on the pro staff for Best of the West and also um, one of their gunsmiths and really is the probably more or less the inner workings behind a lot of the uh, um, the rifles here at Best of the West, but specifically um, this muzzle loader that everyone's talking about uh, and been shooting out to a thousand yards. We wanted to talk to Landon a little bit about kind of the design and, and how that comes together. But before we do that, well, Landon, we want to welcome you to the show. So welcome to the podcast. No, thanks, man. Yeah, thanks. Glad to be here. Yeah, maybe Landon, just tell us maybe a little bit about you in terms of your your history with Best of the West and, and kind of how all that started. Sure. Um, I had a gun shop here in Ogden, Utah, for uh, about ten years, and and. Uh, Got on their pro staff, <clears throat> and then uh, they came to us and said, "Look, we've got we've got more more demand than what we can handle, and we'd, we'd like you to come join our team." So, so I joined the team about three years ago, and then uh, I've been working on muzzle loaders and rifles and that kind of thing since. Awesome, so it's been great. Yeah, and best of the West. I mean, they've been making <laughs> guns and rifles for for obviously years. I have a setup. I have a system, a seven mag system, which Jason twisted my arm into me doing Landon, that. Landon, you but, saw yeah. how how I bring people in, and I'm like, hey, Dave. By the way, you should buy it you now. You really need one of these. You need Dave, one of these. Dave, you need one of these scopes. Dave the heckler is not heckling right now. He'll be by heckling later. He's but. probably mad because he just spent money, but he'll be happy when he figures out what that thing will do for oh, him. Oh no, so. we, we like we like spending somebody else's money, but. Yeah, the systems, in my opinion, you know, the Husqvarna optic scope is really the key to success. But, Landon, what you've done is you actually, after so many years, you you got back into black powder again. So, sure. how did how did that how did that develop? Well, well, we we wanted to do we wanted to build a muzzleloader uh, here at, at Best of the West, and um, but there was a couple challenges that we really wanted to take care of. One was the accuracy. I really wasn't satisfied with the accuracy that you typically get out of a out of a muzzleloader, and the other thing is we wanted to do something something different in terms of the ignition, something more convenient because that's part of the problem is is you know where, which pocket did I put my primers in, where did they go, or are they dry, and you know how did, how did that, how does that all work? Um, so we wanted to do something a little different that way. So we basically came up with kind of the inverse of the of the the Remington Ultimate, in that um, it's a it's a solid brass primer, and but what makes it different is you can load the magazine. So we're using it's it's a Remington footprint action, and then we've developed a, a magazine that feeds these primers. So you can load the the magazine with these primers, 
and when you're ready to shoot, you just open the bolt, close it, and it puts a primer into the breech plug for you. So it keeps three of them there. You don't have to remember where they're at. Keeps the keeps most of the rain off of them and and uh, the elements and that kind of thing. And it just does it just does make it a Sorry, lot more people. convenient. Sorry, Landon, I'm playing I'm playing with your gun, and I just put oh, no one worries. in, close the action, and as I pulled it back out, it did just like a an action would. It flipped out the your, right your, out of there. your yep. primer design completely out. Sure. So, so this is a proprietary. You've got a patent. Yep, it's patented. Yep. Well, this is actually pretty cool. I know everybody can't see what I'm holding in my hand, but if you can yep. imagine it, it looks like an actual cartridge, but it's closed down. And then what? You just what kind of a primer do you use? So it's a large rifle magnum primer. Okay. Yep. We just prime that in there, and the and the system comes with all the priming tools, the depriming tools. So these these little little uh, inserts are reusable between seven and fifteen times, wow. as, you know, depending on how how clean you keep them and, and that kind of thing, you know. But but yeah, you can you can reuse them. And you said times. then you could put you actually. So I'm I'm a real life hunting situation. Instead of having a pocket full of primers on a black powder gun i take three of these because you said the magazine well actually holds three yep. and you just load it in like you would any other gun so you would have three in there at all times yeah and then when you yep. close the action it's it's sealed yeah so i mean yep. no different than a rifle i mean when it's raining and snowing and bad elements sure all of a sudden now you've got all your stuff that's actually genius. Contained. I mean, if you yeah. if you really think about yeah. it. Yeah, it, it works a lot like a compression fitting. So when you cam the bolt down, it actually compresses the brass a little bit, so you get no blow-by. Um, there's no you know, junk coming back in your face, no gases, that kind of stuff. It gives it a nice, clean seal, and, um, and yeah, it's, it works out really well. So talking about the side discharge break, maybe talk a little bit about how that kind of disperses like a lot of the smoke again sure. to allow maybe you know line of sight or even if you got to get under the rifle for a second shot sure well that, that was one of the things so with the bullet design that we've got we're running bullet to bore so so there's no sabot in there so not having a sabot gives us the opportunity to run a real muzzle break sure um, we don't have to you know compensate for that sabot you know the pedals coming out and getting lodged or anything like that so so we can run a real muzzle break that um, that cuts you know we're, we're we're guessing, you know, 35 to 40 percent. Wow. Um, wow. So that's a big it's, number. It's a, it's a big chunk of the recoil that it cuts right out of there. And with it being a side discharge, like you said, most of the smoke goes out the side. So you can really, you know, the visibility is a lot better. You know, sure. the muzzle loader. For target acquisition on a second shot, it allows that. Right, right. Especially with having 40 percent right. break. Yep, now, yep. I, now, I do know that some states don't allow the whole Monte like this. But mm -hmm. do you know off the top of your head which states this this setup is is legit for you know there's only about four four states in the, in the western u.s that don't like it um uh, idaho and and uh, i think oregon i know is oregon washington those those guys um the rifle is okay in most other states it's the optics that's, that's yeah it's kind of optics on a muzzle kind of tricky Correct. so so we do have an optic or an open sight system um, it's with a globe front sight and a, and a, and a veneer-type rear sight that gives, still gives you the precision, um, but it's, it's within those, those rules. And, and really, the, the biggest market for these is back east because there's a lot of, a lot of states back there where really? you can only hunt with, the rifle or with a, a shotgun or a muzzleloader. Mm -hmm. and, and, uh, so, yeah, there's a lot of states back east that, that this is... We, a sell, big seller the, for we you guys. sell the heck out of them back there. That's yeah. funny because I, yeah. of course, being from the West, I'm thinking, okay, well, boy, New Mexico, baby, I I want to draw an Ibex oh, tag. Yeah. This would be a fantastic Ibex gun. Sure. You know, or sure. I was thinking New Mexico elk or, you know, I mean, yeah. there's a 
few other places that I was thinking, man, I, yeah. it'd be interesting. And it is, for all intensive purposes, you still have to put the powder down yeah. the barrel. Yeah. You still have to go ahead and, and plunge. I see you have rods and everything. You have to plunge the bullet down. Now, are you running any specific bullet? Is So so we use a Parker bullet. Okay. And, uh, and it's... Uh, but like I said, we run it bullet to bore, so we have to take the bullet and process it. We, we size them down and put a little neural on there and, and make it, you know, specific to our system. Um, to make it more precise. To make it, yeah, right, to make it more more precise. We use a button rifle, or excuse me, a, a cut rifled barrel and and uh, to get the precision so that we can have basically one bullet that works in all of our rifles. So so they, there has to be a very specific bullet for it to work in all of our rifles. In terms of like BC and kinetic energy, I mean, how, how, does, a right, how does a muzzle loader maintain um, you know that type of kinetic energy and muzzle velocity out of a muzzle loader. It's incredible that these things can shoot 800 yards, 800,000 yards, and still maintain a thousand pounds of kinetic energy. Sure, sure. Just the BC. I mean, the, the BC is right around. It's that's not quite uh, 0.4. Okay. So the BC is pretty high. Uh, the bullet weight's up there a little bit, you know, which contributes to the BC. And, sure. And, um, so yeah, that's that's the biggest that's the biggest thing, and the velocity is the other thing. Going bullet to bore without the sabot, uh, it lets us we get a lot more velocity out of it. Um, the sabot kind of limits you on on how much velocity you can get. So with yeah. the charge that we're running and this bullet, you know, we're getting around 23, 2350 or so. And I think with this, I mean, I know with the same charge and a sabot, you wouldn't even get close to that. That's with, incredible. Yeah. I mean. I don't know of many muzzle loaders on the market that are doing that, right? That yeah. are able to shoot out to a thousand yards and still maintain that velocity. Sure. And, and I think that's what's. Uh, people are probably listening to this going, they, they're saying 800 and 1,000, and they're saying 800 and 1,000. Sure. And I know people that are thinking muzzle loaders are thinking, these guys must be. These guys are nuts. Yeah, these guys must be nuts, <laughs> are they right? Doing this? Because sure. that's just well, not realistic in most muzzleloader applications. Right, and and honestly, and, and realistically, from a hunting perspective, we wouldn't we wouldn't we wouldn't tell anybody that they should be hunting at that distance with these rifles. I mean, they're they're just not built for that. The accuracy is is there, so we guarantee they'll shoot. You know, a minute at. at, at well, one one M away, which is you know ten yeah. inches at a thousand or one inch at a hundred. Sure. Um, but the the limitations, the realistic limitations here are the wind. You know, we tell everybody you can shoot as far as you can dope the wind. Yeah. And with these bullets, with the BC, is I mean, as high as it is, it still takes a lot of wind. And uh, so at, at 400 yards, a 10 mile an hour wind is going to push you, you know, four minutes, four five minutes almost, yeah. and which is you know, yeah. dang near 20 inches. So, so you really have to have a good grasp on the wind to be able to push this to its, you know, to its to its limits. I don't recommend. I mean, I, I myself, I, I won't shoot past about four, maybe 500 yards if conditions are perfectly readable. I still won't shoot that far just because I'm not comfortable with you know with what the winds do and there's sure. so much so much that can happen out there and you which just don't is want the to one variable yeah. in any of the systems right that sure. that you have to overcome the the elevation is sure. one thing which we built into the scopes but the windage is always the variable that yeah. you know you just have to be a proficient shooter right. so right. i always tell everybody you know everybody always almost every time i go on a hunt and i pull my rifle out and of course i go and do a couple of test shots to make sure that my rifle and i are in agreement with what's going to happen at sure. the elevation yeah. or the location that i'm shooting at but almost every time I do, people come up to me and go, well, well, how far do you think you can shoot? And I said, well, I can shoot a long ways. Mm -hmm. And they kind of always, like, mock me, right? Well, a lot of times I'll say, well, I, I practice at 6, 8, 
and sometimes up to a thousand yards. And they're like, oh my God, a thousand yards. And then they look at you like, you know, you've come from a different planet, <laughs> right? But a lot of times when I, when I test my gun, when I get to the location, I shoot in between, I like to shoot 600 yards. I, that's what I usually look around for a place to test at least 600 yards, but sometimes I'll send one out at nine just mm-hmm. to see what the environment is doing because sure. a lot of times coming from sea level, you end up in the top mountains. But you're 100% right. When it comes to wind, that changes everything. I mean, we yeah. were in Nevada this two years ago, and the wind was howling like crazy. And my son, who's 14, doesn't understand the olden days. He just thinks, oh, well, anything under that underneath 1,000 yards, we'll just kill it. You know, I mean, but when the wind Kids was... Kids are so desensitized yeah. now. <laughs> right. When it's the like, wind was blowing... Right. The days of 200-yard shots were long, right? Yeah. I mean... Yeah. Because the wind was blowing so hard, I, I told him, I said, man, I, I held the wind meter up, and I'm like, you're looking at 30, sometimes 40 miles an hour. I said, we're going to have to cut the distance to, you know, 300 yards or less. <laughs> and he's just like, wow. I mean, we took four hours to cut that distance, you know, to get into that bubble. But because of the wind, the deer was in a pocket. He couldn't hear us. I mean, we made, my son fell twice. I mean, he made, we made all kinds of noise. I mean, yeah. we couldn't have got away with that before. Sure. But, Man, doping the wind is tough, and yeah, the bigger your the bullet, game. usually the harder harder the wind blows on it. But yep. still, yep. now 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 that people have, have heard us say 800 and 1,000, if you were just out practicing, you don't mind sending a couple out there at those distance to get oh, no. confident, no, right? Just, just just to verify that the you know the, the turret's doing what it's supposed to do, the rifle's doing what it's supposed to do, everything's good, and it's and honestly it's fun. I mean, it's it's yeah. kind of fun to poke that far, especially with a smoke pole. You know, that's something that's doesn't happen very sure. often. But yeah. but like I said, when you when you really get down to the down yeah, to well, it well when you practice at at six and eight hundred yards when an animal pops up at 300 like you shot. like you told my friend dave who just bought a scope it's like it's like just point and pull the trigger yeah. you know i mean it's like it's almost almost yeah. kind of you kind of feel a little bit like <laughs> well this is too easy kind of sure, thing sure. but that's the whole name of the game no different than tiger woods i'm sure he doesn't practice putting you know at two foot all the time he's got sure. to practice at sure. 10 and 20 so that when he gets the two foot one it, it's it's a chip shot right, no pun right. intended yep landon um, looking at the muzzle order what scope options are available if someone was to want to purchase one of these so uh, so this, this the standard scope is the four to 16. Okay. Um, i feel like that's a good a good uh representation for that right right i think it gives you the, enough distance and enough power and, and that kind of thing um really the three to 12 isn't bad either i mean that it just depends on you know what you're comfortable with you sure. know if, if you're uh, the, the first prototype that we had the the first prototype rifle I had a five to 30 on it just because that's what i happened to have sitting closest to me and that's what i put on to go hunting with and sure. people looked at me like i was crazy and and, and right, rightly so i mean really it's that's a lot of scope for a for a muzzle loader but that's what I had convenient, and, sure. and you know, for testing purposes, the 30 powder was power wasn't bad. But so this with a 4 to 16, what's that gun? What's that gun weigh? So with this one is uh, 10 pounds, okay. 10 pounds and an ounce or something like that. So for a long distance gun, that's a really great weight. So yeah, it really, is, it really isn't bad. And for the muzzleloader, you know, the muzzleloaders buck a little bit, so sure. so the weight doesn't hurt you. Um, for those that are hunting um, and you know packing in a lot further, we've got a lighter weight version that we've just introduced. Um, that one's right at eight pounds, and it's carbon barrel. Is that barrel the carbon fiber one right yeah, here? Yeah, it's carbon barrel and carbon stock. Well, and that, uh, that definitely does feel. Yeah, we should. Here, heckler. <laughs> we shaved quite a bit of weight off carbon fiber ramrod and and uh, 
<laughs> Don't worry, you've put your deposit down. We'll work on the rest of it later. Well, yeah. Landon, that's that is cool stuff, man. Um, I I kept telling Jim if if I actually draw a, a moose tag, I wanna I wanna shoot my moose with one of your smoke poles. Oh yeah. Because I just think that would be another one of those things. It's oh, yeah. like this is too cool to 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 talk about. Sure, so, sure. What other thing is there? Anything else that you've done to your particular muzzleloader? Because you're this is. This ignition system and an actual gun is kind of your baby, your creation. Yeah, yeah, it is. Is there anything else that, that we haven't talked about that you just go, oh, you guys got to know this? Um, those are the big points. Um, like I said, the priming system and that, I, I'm, other than that, I mean, it's it's a lot of the other components are, I mean, it's. Well, it's all little pieces that make the whole, right? Yeah, I mean, it is. It you is. can't just have the primer system on a, on a normal rinky-dink thing to make the primer system worth anything. Right, right. right. It is a whole system. Like I said, every part was kind of designed around the other Built, parts. Yeah. and, and uh, So, yeah, it is. I'm, I'm uh, kind of drawing a blank in terms of other... Well, that, the, that thought of, the thought of just, I mean, a muzzle loader that'll shoot like this, it opens up so many more options. So if you're an archery guy, but you don't draw an archery tag, you're looking at a muzzle loader season in a lot of these units. Um, it just opens up so many more opportunities. And to have something that shoots more than, you know, 200 yards at best, which was a lot of the muzzle sure. loader black powder rifles in the past, it definitely gives a lot more options um, to hunters right. out there. Right, right. Well, draw odds are so much better, and, and yep. hunting conditions typically are a lot better. And and uh, you know, I mean, it's not a competition, but it's nice to have a little bit of an edge on on some of the other guys that you know. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the a lot of the dates for a lot of the muzzleloader seasons well, are right in some of the prime prime times of like some of the elk seasons um, are just in great time. You know, late sure. September, early October, which you're still have the opportunity to maybe hunt. You know, like elk in a rut with with a muzzleloader, so right, right. gives and you a lot of different opportunities. That's what you and I, Lucas, on the drive up, we're talking yeah. about New Mexico elk, and we're looking at the dates. And we're like, ooh, muzzleloader, and then you're looking at the odds, and you're like. Actually, the odds were better than the archery tags, really? you know. So we're yeah. like, oh man, this is this might be a sneaky way to slip in and and really pull something off that most people sure. wouldn't think you yeah. could. Sure. So, so Landon, let's say a guy buys a rifle like this but has no idea how to shoot it. What's do you guys provide classes? How what do you guys do for people sure, that we are do. out of the box? Sure. If if they want to come out, um, they can they can uh, come out to Cody or Ogden. I'm in Ogden, okay. Ogden, Utah. Um, they can come out and we'll we'll walk them through. We've got a range. We'll take them out and show them how the whole system works, how all the details and and, and it really is a pretty simple system. So it's not like it, you don't have to come out. Um, we've got a very thorough. Uh, um, owner's manual that goes through every facet of, of what you need to know here and okay. and um, but absolutely yeah they can come out and we'll, we'll take them to the range and so i mean out of the box a guy can buy one of these have it set up and be ready to go and shoot and probably i mean within no time if he's if he's got oh, a I'm, tight tight deadline on a absolutely hunter. in fact we've 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 literally shipped these to outfitters and the, the client has has flown into the to camp and the rifles there waiting for them and they've one guy killed killed his deer with the second shot out of the rifle. They verified it with one shot on paper to make sure it was there. Wow. And he went out and killed his deer at 300 and something yards with the very next shot out of the rifle. Wow. So yeah, I mean, with a muzzleloader, there's obviously not load development like you would do for, right. for like, one of your standard rifle series. Right. But all, that's, all that's done. All so. that's already done and, yep. and out of the box. So. Yeah, they're all they're all verified too. We take every rifle before it ships, and they're all we shoot them all out to 700 yards and make sure that the data is right, the turret is right, everything's functioning correctly, and everything's doing what it's supposed to. So, well, I'll tell you, I I, I mean, I didn't know that you weren't shooting sabots, and you're right. Talk about the extra added 
benefits not plugging up your your muzzle brake and or the actual bullet touching the actual rifling to get that extra accuracy level that that you're talking about that now that you've explained that to me and you know man that's sure. really exciting stuff sure. so that's a hell of a now is that a is that copper or is that lead it's a copper jacket bullet okay yeah. copper jacketed bullet mm -hmm. That's and what's the grain on that bullet? It's 327. Okay. Yeah, that's pushing wow. 327. That's a lot of that's, energy there. That's a, that's a big <laughs> chunk. When it hits what it hits, that whatever it hits it's, it's is going to... It's a freight train, man. Uh, it's, yeah. I was going to say, when that hits that moose that I want to draw that tag, that wow. is going to... That is going <laughs> to... That's definitely going to do the job sure. that I'm looking for. Is there a specific powder that's used as well for this? Yeah, there is. So we use the Blackhorn 209. Okay. Um, it's a great powder. It burns very clean. That's one of the other benefits that we've that we found with this. Using the Blackhorn 209, and we, we can hunt, we can shoot, you know, 10 to 15 rounds without you know without cleaning in between, which is wow. unheard of with, with yeah, black that's powder. Amazing. You know, yeah, you're, you're sure. one or two shots. So it really doesn't change your, your point of impact. It doesn't change how hard it is to load. Uh, the black the Blackhorns just clean enough that, like I said, you don't have to worry about that. So it's not another convenience that that's added to it. That's killer. I might have to just come out and, and you know, I manage Utah, so I might have to come out and talk to you in Utah. Ogden, you said, sure, right? Sure, yeah. And, you know, yeah. Absolutely, come the, on up. Get the, the, the full rundown on that, man. That is a neat, neat thing. Well, it's really cool, man. I, yeah. really, I really appreciate you taking the couple minutes with us to, to go over this. It sure. is, uh, yeah. It is a lot of fun. I can't wait to actually give her a test drive because I know the last time that happened, it ended up in another gun in my gun safe. <laughs> Just don't tell my wife. That's like driving a car. Once you drive it, it's kind of like, oh, I need to have that. <laughs> Guns are no one. different. Yep, yep. Well, Landon, thanks yes, for thanks for jumping on with us and uh, just sharing a little bit of you know history with the company and also your design here with this muzzle loader. Clearly, sure. is a cutting edge piece of uh, equipment here that not a lot of companies have really broke into. So it's sure. neat to understand a little better and pick your yeah. brain a little bit about the system. So yeah, that's awesome. Oh, it's great to be here. Thanks yeah. for having me. Yeah, good luck at the show and uh, hopefully, uh, is this one of the last shows you guys are doing? One of the uh, bigger yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah, it's one of the last ones of the season. So gotcha. So then we can start focusing, thinking about hunting. Yeah, right. Which yeah. <laughs> is always good. Try to draw a tag anywhere, somewhere, some some town. <laughs> yeah. Get one and then go hunting. No, so. show season's fun. Connect with people, but yeah, once the show season's over, you're kind of ready to start thinking about itching no, out, yeah. get out of the winter, and yep. start shooting again and, and getting after it. So, yep. well, this has been cool. So we're at the best of the West once again. If you guys ever get out to the shows, check them out. Come on out and check out the Huskamaw Optics and this brand new muzzleloader concept. It is killer. Yeah, and can't wait, can't and, wait to try it. And check us out online. It's thelongrangestore.com, and, and uh, there's lots of good stuff on there. And you too, guys have so. a full online store. Someone could go on and customize, buy stuff as needed online oh, yeah. and all yeah. that. Yep. Very cool. Customer service. If they had questions, they could go and contact you oh, guys. Absolutely. We've got some great customer service guys, and, okay. and they're always willing to help. So Cool. Long range store, Huskama Optics. Check them out online. Hey, Sweet. Landon, thanks. Thanks, Landon. Appreciate it, buddy. All right, guys. Take care. Signing yeah. off. Hey, everyone. This is Lucas Paw, host of the RNA Outdoors podcast. Please check out Podbean and iTunes. If you have an iPhone or iPad, go to the podcast app on your device search for RNA Outdoors and hit the purple subscribe button. When doing this, it will automatically upload when new podcasts are loaded and they will download into your queue. For Android users, you can access the podcast through Podbean, Stitcher, or use our website 
www.rnaoutdoors.com forward slash podcast. In addition, under the RNA Outdoors podcast channel, please leave a review and a five-star rating. These reviews help boost our popularity and outreach. You can also follow us on our social media outlets, Twitter at RNA Outdoors, Facebook, RNA Outdoors, and Instagram, Rod and Arrow Outdoors. All links are in the show notes as well. If you like what you've heard, we hope you'll pass along our channel to your friends and colleagues. Keep up the good fight. We cannot sit by and watch the public lands devoted to wildlife protection wither away. There's simply too much at stake. Make your voice heard, speak up, and get involved with conservation efforts. And know that every little bit helps. As we say on the mountain, go farther, stay longer. <laughs>